Previously on Newsbreak, Lotus FM. It's always been SADAC in Joburg since 1994, but um, since earlier this year, about February, we've opened the Durban office, yeah. which is really great. So yeah. we have some presence in KZN here. Yeah. Wonderful. And I'm sure you guys have been really busy in terms of dealing with the issue in Durban, or has there not been such a warm response to the issue of mental health? No, we've been everywhere we go. If we have an event or we have something, we have a thousands of queries, we have phone calls afterwards, so we're really starting to network now and trying to get out get people to know that we actually are here in KZN and can yeah. do stuff on the ground here. Yeah. This I found particularly interesting and and it was a sad statistic as released by the World Health Organization and what they're saying um, in you know is that Suicide is the second leading cause of death among fifteen to twenty nine year olds as a result of mental illness. I know SADAC has a lot of interventions to deal with teen suicide. Um, talk to me about the problem. How widespread is it? Okay, it is very widespread, unfortunately. And I think a lot of that relates to what you were talking about earlier as well, with the misconceptions around what is mental illness. With a lot, Even when I've sometimes given talks, when people say, um, my parents don't believe depression exists. And it's just like a sign of weakness and I must pull myself together and things like that. So there's a lot of that out there, which then means that a lot of people do go untreated or don't ask for help because they feel they've just been weak or they've just been lazy or or whatever the situation is. So among teens, it's actually really important to give the support out there. And that is the one thing that that SADC does, um, particularly there's a um, suicide should not be secret program that is run in schools. Um, talking to each of the grades um, so that that dialogue can actually start and people can know that it's actually a sign of strength to ask for help rather than keeping silent. So that's like a really important part of the um, support process, especially for um, youth. You know, it's it's such an intrinsic thing uh, or rather such a personal thing when you are going through some sort of challenge, um, you know, whatever your thought pattern is, uh, it's alarming, you know, to speak to society because as we've discussed there's a preconceived notion in society with regard to the stigma attached to these kinds of things so my uh, question to you is then how do how does young pe- how do young people then access something like this because it's already so shunned hidden and they themselves don't know where to turn so how do they access access services to address these concerns yeah, it, is, it can be very difficult, and there has been a huge gap, and I think that's where SADC that does play a role, role because of this big gap. So to come and start those conversations, do a lot of talking around it, um, make it public. Even like today's walk, for example, is an example of saying, yes, you can talk about it. It's happening. All of us are walking. We've experienced it and so on. So making things public, starting the dialogues, um, doing community outreach um, programs in different areas and things like that and really just getting the, the talk out there that it's okay to ask for help and it's as actually, as I said earlier, a sign of strength and it's important to do so. When it comes to exam time, you know, the, the focus becomes, okay, is your study timetable in order? Do you have enough writing material? Is everything going okay? But do you, you know, at home talk about the mental aspect of it? Is the brain calm? Are you okay? Are you in control of your, um, you know, your your stress levels? Because this is a, you know, possibly one of the reasons why teenagers end up with stress and anxiety and depression disorders. Talk to me about that conversation at home. Is it happening? And if it's not, how should it happen? 
Yeah, I mean, I think he's brought up a very key thing. It's really important. I mean, education and knowledge around all these issues is kind of what's, what SADC's all about. So if on the website, for example, what what is each what is happening and how do you talk to people that's a key thing if for example you've got a, a sibling or a friend or you know is suffering was mentally distressed how do you talk to that person because what we're finding is a lot of people think i don't know what to say so they end up saying nothing yeah. and then the person doesn't get supported yeah. and that that happens over and over again so i think him bringing up that having the conversation finding out not just about how do you achieve how do you get these good results and yeah. things like that is is very really really um, key and important and giving tips for example about how to approach a person what to say what would be helpful and what wouldn't be helpful is also key so if someone wants to um, they're concerned about someone look at the website look at the literature and find out what's really helpful how can you support a person in yeah. your life that is suffering um, possibly yeah. and there are ways to do it and there are um, brochures and there's knowledge about it and so it's important to get that knowledge and then really support the person and ask those those key questions yeah. as well you know um, dr norton and and back to what rishalin had called through to talk about and he mentioned that uh, you know there seems to be a, almost a sense of apathy with regard to mental health societies um, not taking the time out to differentiate between psychosis and, and, and you know, making the distinction mm. between it and, um, of course, the cultural discomfort in terms of talking about it. You know, here are some statistics to understand as to why it is big business because depression is costing South Africa 232 billion rand a year due to loss of productivity. This is, you know, 5% of the country's GDP a study conducted by the London School of Economic and Political Science. So my question to you is, it has an impact to um, stunt progress at the workplace, at school. Those who are expected mm. to perform tasks are, you know, sometimes not able to. And as a result, you have a society being left behind by their inability to cope mentally. Taking that into account, you know, how do you think society needs to understand that this is big business? It's not just people talking mm. about feelings. It's impacting yeah. the way the world operates. No, I mean, it's huge. And that's why we, we feel like there is this huge, really huge gap because everyone looks at um, physical health a lot, um, achievement in the workplace, a lot, and all those things, and they're not taking into account the mental distress that it causes, and it actually has a very negative impact all around. Mm. And so, I mean, it, it just really is, as I was saying, key to get knowledge about that and talk about it in, in all those forums. For example, wellness days at work, in the schools, um, as we said, and, and get the real knowledge out there and show the impact. Those figures, um, we, we see them, they're all there, but um, people still seem to ignore them quite a lot. And we really need to, through these awareness campaigns and through the, you know, for example, even talking with you today, just really get that, the knowledge of the impact yeah. of yeah. importance around yeah. mental health out there. And you know, best practice and best case scenario would be to visit a psychiatrist, maybe get on some meds if the brain's mm -hmm. not performing correctly, uh, can follow that up with psychological visits. I mean, you know, that's the, the, the best case scenario. Yeah. But you can also dial a toll-free number, isn't it? You can go sometimes on Facebook. I know SADAC does a lot of Facebook outreach. There's ways to, you know, cost-effectively 
reach and seek help, isn't it? Absolutely. And also, if it is an emergency, you can pick up the phone and get help quickly as well, because it's often quite a long process to get the specialized care. And another thing that we do focus on at SADAC is support groups and having patients, peers, supporting each other. And it can be a really important step to, on a continuous basis, feel that you're actually supported and can talk about your problems and therefore take control over them more easily. And can be quite preventative, that. You know, I I hear in addiction when we cover addiction that the first step to fighting or beating addiction is to admitting that you have a problem. Is the same true for mental illness? It's very true about breaking the silence around it and taking that step to talk to someone, ask for help, because mental illness can be very isolating. And so what we're trying to push is that connection and that social support that you can get has been really important um, step that you can take in um, helping yourself as well. News break. Lotus FM, powered by SABC News.